Hello everyone, my name's Carl. And I'm Mark. And welcome to the first ever episode of the Watching Men podcast. A podcast where we're going to talk about various genre-related films and TV shows that me and Mark like to watch uh, and then comment on. And we're going to do two kinds of shows. Uh, we're going to do either rev- review shows or news shows, uh, depending on what comes out. In, in various media. Uh, this is going to be a review show. Uh, and Mark, I'm sure you're really excited to talk about The Rise of Skywalker. I, I'm i backed up, Carl, because I tried to call you last week and you said, no, 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 no. Hold it for the show. And I've been walking around uttering things to myself. And it's, it's one of these films that the more I think about it, the more... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to describe the film, my my thoughts on the film by a noise. This, well, uh. we're gonna we're gonna have a general discussion first, and then we'll get into spoiler territory. But it might be a good idea to do a little bit of history. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, a few years ago, Disney bought Star Wars for massive amounts of money, billions of dollars, uh, and everyone got really excited because they thought it'd be a new a new era of Star Wars, and it's turned into a bit of a mess be quite honest shall we say uh, a clear lack of direction from from the uh from the owners from lucasfilm themselves mainly the president kathleen kennedy it appears to be um and i don't know how we've ended up in this situation well if we spin we spin back a bit i was a bit confused when the first one came what was it the force awakens yep because i don't know if in my head i was expecting a new entity a brand new sort of story and it seemed very much to cross that line of are we soft rebooting or are we moving forward i i I never got it i never knew what i was watching i I thought am i just watching episode four but you know for a younger generation should Mm. we say that that just was it the line that um kylo says um move on from the past kill it if you have to or something like that yeah you don't have to do that if you no. kill the past, you don't learn from your mistakes. So that's rubbish. Uh, that's always a stupid line, and I don't know why it gets fixated on by so many people. It's 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 like it's like oh yes, this is some wonderful. No, it's nonsense. Don't don't. Worry it was it was a good line. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't that say should that. have heralded. You know, I mean, to be honest, when you saw when you thought of a Star Wars film. Were you expecting yet another Death Star to be blown up? I mean, we've seen this <laughs> twice, twice before that point. And then if you count Rogue One, that would be uh, three. So by this point, we're on our fourth Death Star. Well, hang on. It didn't get blown up in Rogue One. We we knew it was going to get blown up, but we oh, didn't yeah, yeah. see it. Oh, well, blame it. Well, but the planet did, didn't it? The, there was the uh, the cannon on the planet. Yes, yeah, exactly. So that we'll count that as, a, okay, so two and a half Death Stars later. <laughs> You know, we are thinking, oh, my God, there's a Death Star. Oh, how are they going to over, overcome this obstacle? Oh, ah, if only. But, if but only. As, it, as it turns out, okay, so Force Awakens come out. It made millions, over a billion dollars in, in, in I sound. could have wrote that, and it would have made billions of dollars. You yeah, could have put basically, Jar Jar Binks back in it. Absolutely. Basically, there was such a, a pent-up demand for Star Wars coming back. They could have done anything, and it would have made absolute fortunes. Um, of course, the, the, the trick was that they did. They were teasing us, all us old fans. Uh, they were teasing us because we were going to get Mark, uh, Mark Hamill back and we were going to get um, uh, for, 
Harrison Ford back criminally, and, and criminally Carrie Fisher wasted. was going to get them all back. And yet here they are. They Two of them shared a few scenes together and one was in it for about 30 seconds at the end. It was a complete letdown. But that was okay because we thought, well, okay, there is a shocking, there is a, it was kind of a shocking death halfway through the first uh, episode. But that was okay. I think we, we can talk about that. I mean, you know, it, I, I think. Yeah, we, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, that was when um, Han Solo got nerfed off by his son. I thought, okay, that's something. But then I got to admit, I was at that point in the film and I was trying to be emotionally invested. And obviously that was before the age. God, blimey, am I saying this? That was before the age of all the internet rumours as I sit down and put my slippers on and go, I remember the days when. And But even that scene just felt forced because you've got a beloved character being killed off all right but the person killing him off there, there still wasn't any connection to kylo well it was a part was of no, that, it was it was a point of no redemption that's you know that's kind of it isn't it the point where he's absolutely the, 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 it was meant to well for me anyway it was meant to me meant to be saying like this is the point where the character is not turning back this is he is bad this is it. He is a bad guy. He's just killed his father. Although they did change um, uh, how, how, uh, Han Solo from a like, dedicated general to fighting in the, the rebellion to uh, a deadbeat dad, basically. But uh, we won't go into, <laughs> into Yeah, that. And, and, but, but this is where I sort of struggle now with the films because after that film, it became so much more about the message of the film and all the things behind it. And that should never happen yeah. to a movie. You should never, in my little naive world, yes, you've got some groundbreaking films which will raise, you know, sensitive content like the killing fields and all that sort of you know, genre. But this was not the time in the place to push forward in an agenda. No. Definitely no. not. It, this is supposed to be universal, all-encompassing. It's not supposed to be, well, we can make this demographic happy and then this demographic happy. It's, yeah, I, I see what you're saying about that point. But for me, it was like, okay, yeah, but I don't know enough about this, you know, super bad dude who I think at that point had already had his ass whooped a couple of times. <laughs> no, but but you're, what, I'm, what I'm saying is it's because uh, it's the first one of a trilogy. As, as we thought it was back then, we thought they'd already mapped out an arc for this entire series. Little did we know there was never an arc, no matter what they're trying to say now, there was never an arc for these new uh, pre uh, sequels. None whatsoever. They just basically gave it to the people who wanted to do the various things and let them do their own their own little bit, which turned out to be disastrous, which for reasons we'll get to shortly. So... Anyway, they're setting out the pieces on the first one. They can introduce mysteries, which is something J.J. Abrams loves to do. He loves his flipping mystery boxes. And so, and it, and it works well for a first in a trilogy. You set up all these little mysteries. Who's this person? Who are they? What's that relationship? Are they really who they say or Where did this happen? How did we get here in the first place? Who are these new people? How come stormtroopers can now, are now, are now not stormtroopers, but they look a bit like stormtroopers? How comes all these things are, what What's happened in the last 30 years to, well, to get us from a period where the Empire was beaten and everyone was celebrating throughout the universe by all the little cutscenes that we saw to basically uh, 20, 30 years later when everything's gone straight back to how it was? What happened? 
And well, they obviously are... haven't been target shooting, have they? Because no, once again, not. we're still in a universe where you can have, <laughs> you, know, you could have a million monkeys will eventually write the th- Shakespeare. You could have a million stormtroopers. They still won't hit a barn door. That's right. So we had the setup piece, which is okay. It got everyone interested. Some people were disappointed because of the lack of the respect that seemed to be paid to the original characters. But I was okay. It's an opening story. Opening salvos are being shot. Then we got to the la- the Last Jedi, where I am going to say I did not like this film, and it's not for many of the reasons that uh, uh, a lot of the fandom oh, have been no, called see, toxic. It, well, now, it's if I because... can just interject here, yep. it had my dander up. I, I was—I remember this. I was in Worcester. I'd just been to a training course. I thought, right, I've managed to avoid all the spoilers. I am completely spoiler-free. I've not read any reviews. I went into this as cold as you possibly could to anything on there. I immediately almost gave myself a brain aneurysm by rolling my eyes into the back of my head when you got the yo mama joke. When you got that massive death, was it deaths, not death star, the super ship. Dreadnought. That, yeah, the dreadnought. That can't take down a one TIE fighter. (laughs) A Uh, dreadnought, uh, sorry, X-Wing, yeah. That must have at least a bajillion TIE fighters on there. I don't know if that was actually covered in the film, can't remember. But when a Star Wars film tries to be on culture from circa 2000 with a Yo Mama joke, mm-hmm. uh, that, that is when it lost me. Yeah. And it, uh, there, were, there were a few other good points. But just to roll back a little bit, by the end of the previous film, did you feel anything towards any of the characters before you went into this film? Um, what, into The Last Jedi or into the Rise of Skywalker? So, for, so after Force Awakens... I was really excited. There was so much, there was so much possibility there, even though some of the, the treatment of some characters were a bit, mm, whatever, but I was still excited because there were so many open questions that I, that I thought, great, they've got now two movies to start to answer these questions and build upon the new direction, build upon these new characters, but still have the old characters there as a sort of like hand-holding device. But they didn't do any of that. They basically created, uh, that when Ryan Johnson went out and made The Last Jedi, they basically went, right, okay, he basically went, okay, none of these matter. This storyline, this plotline doesn't matter. This one doesn't matter. This one doesn't matter. No, there was no... There was no secret to her heritage or anything like that. Well, we all got that wrong, didn't we? But <laughs> but we but as it turns out, and and it left. It's weird because the last Jedi finished, and I didn't care. They ended in a point. Yeah. It felt like the last film of something. It closed so many storylines down, and then it ended on such a bum note that I didn't care. It was like half the fleet, all the fleet had been decimated. They just lost all their friends, and yet they're in a Millennium Falcon, junk, joking around and laughing and hitting each other's arms, going, yeah, how, how are you doing? We're, you thought, this makes no sense. But there were so many other things, like they killed off their main antagonist in it, as far as we were concerned. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, but but let's. Uh, what, what I want to do is move on to the rise of Skywalker. I don't want to. Well, before we do, before we go to that bit, there's a little, there's a little bit here that I'm building up to. I think with all the films, they've sort of forced new characters in. Yes, what they like, so for do. example, Rose Tycho had a good <laughs> bit, was being built up quite nice. And, and, and this is going to be a nice little punctuation mark at the end. The, the bit where she saves Finn near the end, 
Oh, you think, oh, great. So hang on. This is number one. Why park so far away from an enemy base? Number two, you have massive death destroyers in the sky. Just bomb them. Number three, you've got a laser that can get through rock in a matter of minutes, but it's okay. You can fly one of those speeder ships into it. And then for Rose to come sideways head on, have a bit of a snog. And then we move on to the next scene. It exactly. just feels so forced. It's, There's it's nothing bad. It was bad writing, but because because there was a lot of uh, agenda based politics behind it, and now apparently there are. But I watch it and I can't see that. There's like it's meant to be strong female role characters in it, but every female in it fouls miserably. Uh, everyone, no, it, everything goes wrong for them. They lose everyone. The whole door, the, the woman, the general, she was meant to be protecting everyone. She did nothing. She had little hissy fits all the way through. She said, well, you must do what I say, basically. And then in the end, she fouled up so much that she had to more, turn the ship around and kill herself. It was more so, about what well, I think the point was there. It's more about the demasculation of well, men. Yeah, like but, stripping, you know, making Chewie into a pet. Uh, ignoring all of Luke's training, killing but, off Han Solo. I think that's, I, I see where you're coming from, but at no point was there a strong male lead other than, oh, um, what's the name of the guy who flies the TIE fighter, the uh, Poe. It's an X-Wing. No, <laughs> so what's, oh, what's oh, your well, the fact that we had to do three recordings of the intro in my whole setup bloody yeah. busted me. Um, but that's so, the thing. There were no strong male characters. And I'm not, again, I don't want to bring this into a sexist thing, but it's like every man seemed to just be debased. There, was, <laughs> there wasn't allowed for any strong male members of cast. So, yeah, I, I don't see the women as failing. I see it the way around. They were strong. They were clever. They were brilliant. And obviously we've got the Mary Sue that is Ray. They just, you know, I just would have liked a bit more balance. Yeah, that's weird. You know, I, well, got... it's it's, in, it's interesting how different people see it. Like, I I just look around and I just see failure everywhere, and yet people are praising it. I'm thinking, why are you praising? These people are fouled. Everything, every person is fouled in this movie. It's weird, and yet they're oh no, look, they're wonderful, they're strong. They've done it. It's all gone wrong for them. They've lost. How's that a good anyway? But they. But would you the go last, back and watch that film? No, would never, ever again. Never, ever again. It's such a bad tasting movie in my mouth. It's horrible. It doesn't feel. It's a lovely. It's a lovely produced movie. It looks gorgeous, but it's awful storytelling, and it's down to one person. Uh, but that and also what it done is it really messed up Rise of Skywalker. So. So, so the last Jedi finished, uh, everyone went away, and it stank. It stank everywhere. Ev- fans everywhere, many, 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 many fans were going, this is a terrible movie. And as soon as they start, this is the weirdest thing. I've never seen this happen before. Um, people were saying, this is a terrible movie. And they were being told off by the creators of the movie who were saying, oh, you're all man babies, whatever. Anyway, okay. So that moves us on to this year, where we just had Rise of the Skywalker come out, Rise of Skywalker come out, and there was no excitement for this movie. The trailers came out; it didn't hardly get it didn't get that many uh, views of the trailer. It well, didn't get the tra- much. Let's just, let's just talk about the trailer for a bit. The trailer, I was looking at the trailer, going, "What is this?" It was more like a, a VFX world thing. Oh, well, that looks cool. Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. Oh, look, there's Leia's helmet. That's quite cool. Uh, then there's Kylo. Well, okay. Oh, look, they're going to have another fight. I wonder who's going to win this one. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> exactly. This is what I'm saying. These are all story points, problems that the, the Rise of Skywalker had to fix. It had an impossible task to try and uh, please the fandom, to try and solve the dead ends that Ryan, uh, that, that Last Jedi had created. Now, some people say they like The Last Jedi because it opened up the universe. It makes no, again, that's another statement that makes no sense to me. The universe was always open. They were saying, like, oh, it's good that Ray is not a named person because it, it proves that you don't have to be someone famous in the Force to, to, to have uh, Jedi abilities. But then that was never the case back in the old days. It says, it sets out younglings were shown to have powers in the Force, and they were just people who were then scooped up by the Jedi Council and trained as Jedis. Not all of them made it. That's that's already there. It was like, it wasn't, you didn't have to be a heir, heir of someone. You just have to be discovered to have the force, the, the dreaded word midichlorians in your flipping system. So that was always there. And yet they're treating it, oh, this is a new discovery. It means anyone can be. That was always the case. Um, well, I love the fact that when you open up the universe, you're basically opening up, oh, look, there's a desert planet. Oh, look, another desert planet. <laughs> oh, no, oh salt. hang on. It's, salt. it's another desert planet. <laughs> It doesn't make any. Anyway, so we get into the last year, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. I, I, I did not envy J.J. Abrams in the slightest, or his co-writer Chris Terrio, in doing this film. They had to basically write themselves out of a dead end because everything was kind of wrapped up at the end of Last Jedi, virtually, um, and they had to try and end the saga. And they had no one. They had no one left. They had no main protagonist other than some emo kid who, who just had fits of rays. He, he, he ain't a threat. He's been beaten twice already by a, a, a person who's discovered their skills yesterday in movie time. It was weird. Um, so it was, it, was, it was coming interesting. And, and what could they do? Honestly, what could they do? And it was, it was it's a shame. Because all, what they decided to do is throw everything they could oh, at the screen. God. Absolutely no. everything. Every cheap trick, every MacGuffin, every, every like, fan surface. Because they had to. Because there was nowhere else to go. They, could, they had to tie up the plot points from the previous movies, even though the second one had no, in, no intention of copying following on from the first one. So it shut off a lot of the avenues that they would have been able to explore. So they had to quickly, in literally the opening 10 minutes of the, sh uh, of the film, Oh, can we go new... into spoiler territory now? Because you, you said I had to well, wait five well, minutes, but I, we I can't... We haven't actually... Right, so... <laughs> Well, and before we go to spoiler territory, let, let's just let's just go for a very brief chat that we had. Now, we both enjoy a good film. We both enjoy a good TV series. We don't always agree on everything. But there was one thing that we both struggled to do was get the motivation to actually go and see this. <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I tried to step into it. I think for the first 10 minutes, I was rolling my eyes because, oh, yeah, that's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. And I eventually managed to tune off a little bit, but it was a huge effort to go and see a film that I don't ever think I've ever had to do before. No, it's it's weird. I I had it took me ages to go and see this film because I just had no no need to see it. it. It was weird, and then when I finally did go and see it, it was like 
Like the opening crawl. The opening crawl. Oh, right. We're going into spoiler territory now. Well, no, so, no, not quite. It's the first It's the first three lines. It's the first, it? yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. The first three lines, and as you've said, no backstory. There's no depth to anything. In the first three lines, you're going, well, okay. It's, really? it's, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a spoiler because he's on the frigging poster. So well, yeah. So the, the first dead line speaks. Are... The Palpatine. Uh, a message has gone out from Emperor Palpatine. And everyone's like, "Didn't he die?" <laughs> so that's so the the Emperor who's been dead gets reintroduced in the, one uh, line. Yeah, basically at the, the first paragraph of the scroll is that. It's it's weird, and and then it doesn't get any better. So you you have the characters, you have the old characters returning, or the new, the uh, old, hang new on, characters. Hang on, I've just say. had a thought here. Sorry, before we go into that, when you went to the cinema, did you see the nice little? Um, I think it's called a vignette before the film. Like it was going through Star Wars over the last thirty, forty years in like behind the scenes shots and how they did some of the special effects. Did you get that little sort of? Um, uh, pre-show show sort of thing. No, I, I mean I, well, I I get there late. I've worked out my cinema shows about thirty minutes of adverts before they even do the film, so uh, I never so you, get there. You missed out a bit there because they had a nice. Well, I've got mixed feelings about this. They had like a like a four or five minute sort of. Um, homage to the previous star wars like interviews with the actors a few little cut scenes you know showing c3po with the helmet off and i'm thinking oh this is quite nice and then it dawned on me don't show me behind the scenes stuff before i've started watching a film it sort of robs me of yes i know there is a person in the c3po suit but don't show me show it at the end yes that's what I think. So, any yeah, sense. as you, we've got to crack on because I've I've got a lot of notes here. So, so where do we go from? We've you've got in the opening crawler, Palpatine's back. Oh, right, yeah. So, like I was saying, so we got the main, we got the new, the old new cast. We got Carrie Fisher, who's on. We're right. untimely death. Obviously, messed up a lot of their plans for this third, third instalment. Uh, we got. By the way, uh, she's now a Jedi. We've got. We've got the our main new antagonist. So we got Poe, Finn, and, and Ray, who somehow are now the best friends ever. Even though we have never really got to see any of them all interact at the same time together. In fact, the first time Ray met. Poe was like for, for like uh, 10 seconds at the end of The Last Jedi. But now they're all the bestest chums and everything. And, you know, well, could we have not had this earlier in the series? Thank you very much. If they were going to be like we this need the, you, the trilogy. Ray. We need you in your fighting. How do you know? How do you know? Exactly. Well, because a year has passed on apparently in story time, but it's it still, it would have been nice for them to become friends on screen so we could be part of that 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 bonding experience but no they're just they're friends now deal with it um so so then like everyone's moaned about ages for for ray's not being trained so there's a training montage should put rocky music oh, behind the, the background the bit where and, she's levitating better than luke uh, skywalker with the stones going around it exactly. as i said on the there's, phone so, so oh there were two options to see this film 3d or not 3d and you no. just knew in that scene they were forcing 3D down your throat. 
And again, so, she does it quicker than Luke and taller than Luke. And I don't mind as long as we had some basis of this. I mean, okay, people might might disagree. Natural talent will prevail, but ugh. so we, we so we get to the storyline as things move on, and the storyline. If you like, if you like high speed adventure, this is the film for you. None of it makes yeah. sense. None of it scans. None of it's logical in any shape, way, or form. There is a kind of real, like if you if you fudge over certain little bits here and there, it, you do get the general gist of it's a a MacGuffin, uh, a multiple MacGuffin movie where they have to go and find this, get that, and take it to a certain place for something else to happen. Um, but then, <laughs> but then it kind of like loses its way here and there, and you think, well, if you if you if and it's but the problem is you're 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 hit with so many visuals and oh. so many quick quick things and oh look this scene has ended oh look don't they think. just happened to finish don't up think. at the scene they need to go at the next scene um my god wasn't that a coincidence and now look this death defying thing is oh it wasn't really death defying and, and oh the, the <laughs> death and this oh jesus <laughs> well, 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 that's spoiler we won't get into that just now but then oh. it all it all ends up in this weird massively convoluted spectacular moment um but you think but i feel i feel dead inside none of this is working on me it's all this the same cheap tricks that you're trying to pull out here it's it's john williams score it's it's visual effects of starships flying around it's 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 callbacks to previous things that have happened in in the series and and you just think i don't nothing's i don't feel anything for these people because I don't know them. This wasn't a film, in my view. This was one hell of a long movie trailer. Yeah. <laughs> no, because he said, it, it, and it, that's what it felt like. It was cutscene, 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 cutscene. Go, go, go. Did you notice? And I'll, I, I, I might be wrong here. I don't think there was one moment that didn't have a musical score on it of some <laughs> sort. Not. It was always. Noise, noise, noise. And you think, yep. Happy stuff. Sad stuff. And then middle stuff. It was just never ending. There was never any time to think. And I got to admit, this is the first time I think I was three quarters of the way through the film. Like, are my head hurts? I just want to get out of here. I have never, ever seen in any time a cinema empty so quickly after Rise of Skywalker. I got in there at 10 past five. I left bang on eight o'clock. Not one person stayed behind to see if there was a post credit scene. Well, they wouldn't be. They don't do them. So, But, you know, it's it not, could have it's done. Marvel. It's the end of, it's an end of yeah, an era. No, they've got nothing, they've got nothing coming after this. They, they, they know they've made up such a mistake that they've had to go away and replan this whole thing again. So moving forward. But anyway, so, so we get to the end. Like I say, what the general review for me would be for this movie before we move into spoilers is if you like high action, intense action, but basically if you like transformer movies this is the film for you if you're if you're a dedicated star wars fan probably not for you or it will annoy you in certain places um if you was a, if you was a last last jedi fan forget it you're gonna hate this film for so many reasons which we'll get to in a minute um I, I, so 
I, I, all I can feel, all I can think is who, who's this movie for? And it's just a general audience who doesn't care about Star Wars. It's, Star Wars is just another movie to them. It's nothing special. It's well, nothing. Yeah, it should be. It yeah, really well, no, should it shouldn't be. be. It doesn't they, have to be. Then they keep calling back to canon, canon, yeah, canon. So what is it? Am I watching a new film, an old film, a, a mashup? But then this is why I said at the very start, when you've got to say, well, you don't obviously understand because you don't understand the Star Wars lore, I'm pretty certain that those who watch 4, 5, and 6, okay, the lore wasn't there, and the people that were going to see this film because, you know, it's a thing to watch a Star Wars film outweighed all the out-and-out geeks that were going to watch this. I'm absolutely sure of it. Can we go to spoilers now? Yes, let's get no ah, over the spoilers. Right. I've got no spoiler. I'm going to work on for the next one. Next one we do uh, a little intro, but I haven't got a spoiler intro. But here's, here's the thing. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers from here on. Beware of spoilers from this point forward. So go on, Mark. What is the spoilers uh, that you watched? Death. Death is pointless. She was dead. No meaning. Oh no, he's not. Uh, Who else died next? (sighs) Kylo. Um, Kylo. He's dead. Oh no, he's not. At the end of the film. Well, Palpatine. (laughs) Start at the beginning. She's not. Palpatine. (laughs) He's dead. Oh no, he's not. C three PO. And whilst we're on Palpatine, I know we're going right to the head, but this really ticks me off. Kill me, and I will inherit your body. Yeah, right? what? Spoiler alert. He gets killed by the person who said, kill me, Precisely. and nothing happens. Exactly. It makes no sense. He, he, She does exactly what he said to do, but then it doesn't work. So it's like, oh, then, war for me. And I'm, I'm going to be skipping around here because I made a lot of nonsense comments. Did you know, Carl, yep. that technology is pointless? Because you could just conjure up conjure. a <laughs> conjure up. So what you're telling me is that the force can now heal, push, yep. pull, yep. lift, yep. and now it can create sophisticated star machines yes. that fly through the galaxy. And the crew, apparently, for them as well. And the food. And the food. Let's and not everything. Forget that. And so, the toilets. Yep, absolutely everything. Green systems. <laughs> can do as well and you can grow you can grow a snoke in 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 a little bath as well and and have it there for no apparent reason whatsoever i mean oh i I just as i've got in my notes i just caught myself a lot of time grimacing (laughs) flashing back to the nostalgia okay you've got finn in the back of millennium falcon and they use the same graphics on the little turkey gun thing there's a callback there as they did in star wars and i just rolled my eyes thinking no but you some... don't need to show us that. It's been done and established. What more do you have? There's so many things in it, right? Just from a, for a start, okay? Right from the beginning, okay? Literally from the beginning, when Kylo, like, it, it's death has spoken. And then Kylo, is, he's, got, he's got to find a thing, a wayfinder, this weird triangular thing uh, that's going to show him. That's going to show him. But, but it's found. It, I think that red planet is meant to be Mustafa or, or whatever it's called, the place where Darth Vader's got his castle. I'm not sure because they didn't actually say it on the screen. But, uh, but yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, it absolutely is. But anyway, he finds it just in a, in a drawer, basically. <laughs> and then he, he works out how to use it. And then next thing you see him flying through this red thing because uh, uh, he needed this to get through. But then he, his TIE fighter comes through the other side and you see this like orange thing behind him, this cloud, which was meant to be the thing he just transversed. Meanwhile, there's space 
everywhere else. So just come in from a different direction. You don't have to oh, go through the red thing. <laughs> Star Destroyers don't know the way. Exactly. And I and quote, they don't know the way up. And Well, we'll get to that mind, bit. We'll get to that bit a, a bit later. Right, but, okay. So th- this whole first scene with Kylo. Kylo's got a lightsaber, yeah? You see him many, many times forcing... Uh, the um, the enemy down onto the floor with his lightsaber, not slashing through them, not cutting them in half, not doing a, a moonwalk gentle... backwards and yeah, stabbing just someone. just a gentle scratch. Cue forward uh... sometime later. Suddenly, a lightsaber is powerful enough to cut through a Tie Fighter, or specifically Kylo's Tie Fighter. So, what is is does the lightsaber get? extra strength when it's well, facing a machine it's there was th- that lack of and, and did you notice they didn't call it a lightsaber they just called them sabers yeah well and I, but, i'm thinking what really do we have to bloody go through this political correctness you can't call something light so so then we got introduced to literally straight away the emperor who's like looking really decrepit and he's going uh, and it's like uh, it was like something like the what we have, Death is we a have, portal to many places, or something. Well, like and that. it was also like you know we have a tech, we have uh, the dark the, the the dark side of the force has many things. It was basically what he quoted from from back in uh, what was it? The, not Attack of the Clones. What's the one after that? The third oh, one Phantom. in the prequels. Oh. <laughs> well, that shows how memorable it is, isn't well, it? Well, like... I've got the other two. It's just the third one's escaping my my brain Phantom at the moment. But uh, Rise of the Oh, I can't remember. It's gone. It's totally gone. Anyway, don't mind. But anyway, so he, he's basically brushed over, you know, how he survived. And, and part of me is going, no, 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 wait a minute. How did you survive? I don't, you oh, can't suddenly yes. bring back someone who's dead. Exploded. Can we just point Exploded. out here? Exploded. Thrown Death Star out, thrown out was completely obliterated. obliterated. And if you think about it, with all the special releases, with all the Lucasfilm edits and the special effects, it's been not only obliterated, completely and utterly exonerably, I can't even say the word, blown up. There is not one speck of Star Destroyer left. That, not one, no. No, sorry, Death Star left. No. Yet suddenly, oh, it's okay. The Emperor is okay. And landed and got to a planet somehow and survived that. And also, there's a tidy little bit of wreckage. <laughs> Just a little bit of wreckage as but, well on the planet. But an amazing a bit of wreckage as well, as well. Again, we'll get to in a minute because it's, oh, it's such, it's so convenient. Anyway, so uh, he basically, so the emperor says, like, I've always been in control. I've been the voices, all the voices in your head. He was Snoke. He was behind Snoke, and all the, all these other nonsense. Basically, because they run out, they've got no bad guy. They got no main bad guy, and they needed to create one. So they had to create one instantly for this new for this last instalment in this trilogy. So, again, right out the bat, they're, they're on a losing streak right away because it doesn't make any any sense. Uh, and then it's like he goes on to explain that he's, he's been conjuring this massive fleet out of nothing. Well, how? But okay, whatever. Uh, and then we, he goes, basically, go and get the girl. You have to kill the girl. She's the one of all the Jedi skills. You have to kill the girl again. Bloody hell, poor... <laughs> like... A year ago, no one even knew who this person was. Anyway, apparently. But apparently, the Emperor knows who this girl is. Mm. But they cut before they tell you, um, I think. And and then we go what? to the... Uh, well, now we go to our, our, our new crew. Our, uh, we got... We got um, 
Poe and Finn out there, and they're trying to get information about something that's going down because they've heard the voice of the Emperor as well because he boasts he's going to kill everybody as revenge, even though he's waited 30 years or so for this revenge. Um, so they get they, they they discover that there's a mole in the Empire. Uh, no, sorry, in the First Order. It's not the Empire. Uh, and, and so they go through some weird thing. They start doing something called hyperspace skipping where apparently oh. you don't have to worry about the rules of hyperspace anymore. And that's fine. You can create something new. It's exciting. But, but it's amazing, isn't it? Why are you hyperspacing into planets? Into the atmosphere of planets, isn't I'm not space into anything? Isn't I'm space just being natural so at it. Huge. And for a guy, he's probably never ever flown. The well, he's the, one of the be- he's meant to be one of the best pilots in the universe. So you know, uh, but mind you, he then he says like, "Oh, well, Ray's not here." But I think some people took that as like, if Ray's not here, she could do it better. But I took it as that uh, uh, Chewie had said something like, "Oh, Ray wouldn't do this," and it, or you know. So he sort of said, well, Ray's not here. I, I sort of took it that way. So it's it's just a bit of fun. But anyway, so they get away and they solve things. And then you get to Ray doing her training because everyone had gone on about, oh, well, she's never trained. How can she be so good? But she's training like uber She's doing Uber Jedi stuff that no one's ever seen before. She's balancing, she's blowing things away, doing that thing where she's balancing rocks while sitting in a meditative cross legs thing, floating in space. I, and all. I forgave that a little bit. I forgave that a little bit till it was like, mm, and, and this is where I think I got damaged by all the rumors and stuff like that because she's doing it better than Luke ever could. And there's nothing wrong with that. But by this point, she's so bloody perfect. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did enjoy when we spent, when we sped through the training scene for getting the awkward Carrie Fisher moments. I, yeah. I'm, it was, that to me just felt, yeah, okay. It's a good demo reel, but it it felt uncomfortable. I did like the moment of weakness when she sort of loses her rag a little bit and throws away the lightsaber, cuts down a tree, and grabs a red cloth, which I think was kind of a bit of an ominous thing. I did kind of enjoy that bit, and then she just goes off and be- bees or poody. Yeah, she's in a bit <laughs> of a mood. See, here's the thing, right? Literally, you see her floating and doing the spinning rocks and everything like this, and then she does her Jedi training, and she does all those weird things that you just saw. Then she has that fit of rage, and she starts cutting down trees, trying to trying to get to the the the, the, the training uh, droid. Uh, and she cuts down one tree, and it lands on BB-8, right, crushing him underneath the tree. And then she runs over to try. I think. You've just been demonstrating how easily you can lift everything with your mind. Just lift it with your mind. Yeah, just use, you know, that thing you did with the rocks, use it on a tree. Or use your lightsaber, cut so, through the tree. So then, we, so then we, get a, we get our first MacGuffin. They've got to try and find a thing. Um, they, they talk about the Wayfinder, and then uh, like Ray goes, Oh, this is, this is bad writing. You know you're on... A losing streak here when this is your your kind of uh, dialogue. It's I've seen one of them, and she runs back to the book. Uh. <laughs> I've seen one of them in a book I was just reading this morning. Oh, how fortuitous! Um, and she gets she gets the that's thing, like twenty four when they when when they wrote themselves into a plot hole. And it's like, oh yes, I remember there was a key underneath <laughs> a mat that I remember as a child. It's, it, that was very much it's still there. Um, so then they, they discovered, because it's in Luke's book, because Luke apparently was searching for this thing, um, 
with with but Luke with couldn't find it. Luke no, he couldn't, couldn't find it, of course. Well, even though it must be so, it must be really hard to find this thing, obviously. So the the it's the last known coordinates of where they were searching for this person who they thought might have this this wayfinder. So they all get off in this. They all go. They all get together and they go off into the Millennium Falcon and have an adventure. And this is where, for the first time in this entire trilogy, it felt like. A Star Wars movie. There was a thing where all the team are there. They're all pally and chummy, and they're going on an adventure. Okay, it's not a very good adventure, but it's still an adventure. And and you get the dialogue, you get the banter between them, and it's it's it kind of feels good. It's, it's there was it's a how moment. There's a moment in that scene where Ray is looks like she's not in a film. She's like. Wow, I'm on the Star Wars set with Chewie <laughs> and my friends. It was a very weird look she gave. And I don't know if that's bad acting or maybe just at the moment, but it was it was just a very weird look of, you're not actually acting, you're just like, oh my God, I'm on the Star Wars set. I'm getting paid. Um, so they go off to this planet where Luke was trying to track down this thing. They get there, there's this festival going on, they encounter Lando Carousium, who, who you know, it's good to see him. Who's, who's hung screen. around on the same planet for, for 40 odd years. For, for many years, not, not that long, uh, but it was many years. And he gives him a clue. He's going, was trying to find this guy, this person who who was was who had a, an artifact, a dagger or something, to to show them where the thing was, the Pathfinder was. What? Anyway, so so they say, oh, his ship was out in the desert somewhere, a little way from where they're having this festival. So they they, they now have to cry and get to the ship, which shouldn't be too hard. They just get on uh, transport or something uh, and go out to the ship. However, to they're, discovered, they're discovered. They're discovered. They're discovered by stormtroopers, and at the same time, Kylo does one of his false Skype calls with Ray, uh, and he works out through some weird thing by snatching a necklace off her that she's just been given at this festival. Um, she's, so somehow he it's it's now. False Skype calls are now you can teleport things, which means starships are now pointless from this point forward. Um, as far as long as you're a Jedi, of course. Um, so he has the necklace analyzed. Who then someone instantly comes up with, "Oh, they're on such and such a planet." Right, let's all go there he, then. And it's yeah, like happens. Thought, you know, it happens uh, in about three minutes. <laughs> Oh, it, it's just everything was rushed. And then we, if we carry on down that scene, yeah, uh, there's the, the, the there's the the battle where they're racing through the sand. Once again, stormtroopers can't hit anything. And then this is another point where I'm going, "Are you serious?" So they get shot off their craft. They land in quicksand. Yes, quicksand, right? <laughs> yes. So then fall through quicksand yep. into a cave. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I think there are, everything in the universe can adhere to one thing that's pretty much a thing called, uh, what's it, uh, gravity. <laughs> if you is... have a cave with a <laughs> hole, you put sand on top, i put this. This, sure, this the sun's going to go sand. through. Magic sand. It just it's it's called plot convenience sand. That's it. Oh, so uh, plot convenience. So, then there's the snake. So they have. Ray the, knows they, the snake is fine, and then we get introduced to. Oh, and by the way, at this point, C three PO 
Just shut up. No, but hang on. You've you've missed out a bit there, Mark, as well, right? Because you're right. They get chased. They're, they're, they split off and they come back together again because to make it, like, you know, exciting and everything. So they both split off, come back together again, uh, have a big crash, deal with the last, uh, last First Order trooper, fall into the sand. So imagine, like, the space of the entire planet and they fall into a, a little thing of sand and, <laughs> like, about... 20 meters squared, fall into it, fall down into the caves down below, walk about 10 yards. There's the person that they were told to go and look for. <laughs> oh, and oh, and also, side note, side note, side note, all of the hair was perfect. Oh, uh, that, uh, that wound me up through the entire film that they'd obviously done a lot more product in the hair throughout <laughs> the entire film. They so, didn't sort of get out and go cough, 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 cough. Oh my God, I've just drained. So, it's, it's like falling through quick yeah, sign again wow oh, that was a lucky escape so they f- they find the person who was who was in the old bad jedi the, the dark the sith lord that they were looking for they find a dagger that's with him um but they can't find anything else so but the dagger's got some writing on it and and c3po can read it but he can't tell them what it actually says ah, so now, now they the their new quest now is to try and work out what the dagger actually says somehow so then there's a there's now they're in a cave underground they've their their ships they but all their things are destroyed because it got blown up so they've got no way of getting back to the millennium falcon so now they're in the middle of the desert underground somewhere unknown um they're figuring out what their next move is like how they're going to get to read this dagger a big snake thing attacks them <laughs> but oh, it's okay. it doesn't attack them no it just hisses at them and stuff yeah. like this now bearing in mind but, there's a dead body and a snake you can safely say well that snake's probably had a bit of a tasty treat but no and yet ray seeing the bones and the snake goes ah you know what this snake isn't such a bad fella and then we so, learn about but it's injured yeah it's injured and it's, ray heals it with some new false healing thing that we've never seen ever oh my before. god you're such a noob it's in the canon because, oh my god because did you not know about that if this thing happened in the past then all the the brave heroes that have died in in the area of a jedi shouldn't have died so this means Kwai Kwong Jin shouldn't have died at the hands of Darth Maul, for example, because Obi-Wan should have been able to heal him and and all the other people shouldn't have died. <laughs> All the you know what? I hadn't actually considered that sort of yeah. Force Hill sort of rends quite a thing. The problem is, you know, I'm useless. It takes death out of the equation. You can't do that in a in a narrative. You can't. You have to have the possibility of death to give you to give you odds to give you stakes. Yeah, but, th- but this was this was the omen, wasn't it? Yes. Because this- was it slightly before or after this we see our first shock horror death. The death of yes, a character almost. there from episode yes. one. So uh, I think after, I think bef- around about this time, I can't remember the chronological well, order. Hang on, well, hang on, because it's a, an important piece you're missing before we get to, because that's the oh. next thing. So, so she heals up the big snake thing that wanders off. And as it wanders off, its towel just happens to knock the wall. Now, remember they sunk down. <laughs> they sunk uh, yeah, on the, the wall. And now they're out in the open again, somehow right by the ship they were trying to look for before they got interrupted with their big chase and it's right there on the hill <laughs> and, it, and and again there's no explanation of why the dude got sucked into that very exactly. same pit as well it, you know the chances of that are fairly extreme he was meant say. to be a sif yeah he should have just been out of hover and get out anyway so like i say they now got a ship 
They've now got a ship, so they can now escape the planet. But Ray, Chewie, go check on no, Ray. Yeah, but Ray now senses that Kylo is near. <sighs> so she wanders out into the desert, where one's going. Where are you going? She goes. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going outside and maybe some time. Exactly. Uh, Kylo, this is the sh- famous shot from the trailer of the TIE fighter trying to mow her down. She does an, uh, a, fan- a high jump, spins round, cuts the wing off. It crashes. It goes through so many rolls. And then Kylo <laughs> just walks out of it, not 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 oh. even damaged in the slightest. Meanwhile, God, yes. as you say, Chewbacca is captured and loaded on to a transport because he got sent out to bring Ray back. <sighs> it's, it's, it's then tug of war time. So the ship that's got Chewbacca on there flying off, and Faye, sorry, Ray suddenly learns force pull. So she's now stopping this starship from entering orbit. As Yaman Kylo comes along, he then starts having a tug. And what you've got here is a galactic sort of tug of war machine in space, both doing a force pull. Uh, it's getting quite intense. Then suddenly, out of nowhere, lightning. Well, she loses her temper. She gets <laughs> yeah, really and, and then spouts lightning through her fingers. Oh, where have we and seen that? Going, where have oh, we seen that oh. before? With the line, I asked shortly afterwards. I needed to see that what you what you were capable of. It's oh, so I don't. I can't actually remember how she gets away from Kylo. Maybe well, she, he just, she just walks away. He's standing there watching her. I mean, on the on the long shot, it looks like they're about fifty oh, yeah, yards away right. from each other. She goes, "Chewie!" She goes, "Really, really weird pronunciation. Really weird read of the word Chewie." I know she's meant to be excited, like dismayed and stuff, because she thinks Chewie's dead. But the, it's the weirdest noise I've ever heard come out of an actress's mouth. Um, and then obviously, it's not like he could do. Oh, I don't know, force pull yeah. and try and grab no. her or chase I, I, after her or, or run. <laughs> <laughs> walk even fast. So she just runs off back to the ship and they all take off. And, and, and then that's I that. think there's one scene where they're mourning Chewie and then in the very next scene or one or two scenes after that, he's alive because yep. on an open desert in the middle of nowhere, there wasn't one transporter, there was two. And that's when death for the second time becomes <laughs> meaningless. <laughs> And he, uh, at this point, if they'd have killed off Chewie, I would have gone, you know what? Yeah, I'll accept that. Just don't kill off any more people, please. You, you've done your damage now. Just let it oh, be. Oh, no, the they hadn't merchandising. finished. They hadn't finished. They hadn't finished. Um, so they all get back on the ship, fly into space, and they realize they need to find out what the nerf this dagger is. But they need to. They can't read it because it's in, in SIF language, and, and 3PO can read it, but he's not allowed for his programming to tell them what it says. So they come up with an idea of they wipe it, they're going to have to wipe his memory so he no longer obeys his programming. So then they have to come out, they have to come up with some shady person, some droid manufacturer or repairer who will do it. And just so happens that Poe knows one. Hey. And this is when we get introduced to our first pointless character who gets <laughs> interjected. I don't know what her name is. I know I think she's a little bit of a female Boba Fett. I think would be I have no idea. I, I know this. If anyone's listening to Star Wars, they're going you idiot. But the mask sort of reminds me of that sort of character. And what I noticed was her vocals. Now I'm, I know this is starting to venture off now. Her vocals were incredibly clear. For someone wearing a mask. Oh, they... Yeah, but, but then what I noticed more and more, 
and, and this is probably a good thing. In a lot of the scenes when they're on ships or on the ground and stuff like that, you hear more female voices. Now, I don't know if I'm only sort of noticing it because of the whole... Oh, there's um, there's female stormtroopers. Oh, yeah, but it, and that was good to hear it in the background. But again, it just felt a little bit forced. It was like the audio... I don't know. There's something about the production. I'm, I'm probably wrong here. But anyway, so we've, we've now met a brand new character in the last film of the Star Wars franchise. And, and Why? There's a bit of conflict there because, you know, you have to. Uh, because so, they were adding stuff to uh, to Finn's uh, sorry Poe's backstory. Because he's a bit of no, a rogue. He was a bit of a rogue in the past, even though he's not. He's a, he's, he was always a soldier, as it was established. But, like, but, they've, put, they've, put, but they've put him on a redemption arc. In the last film. But, oh, by the way, did you know I used to smuggle some sort of diamonds or something? What? Really? And now I've joined the Rebel Alliance. Exactly. Okay. Kind of didn't really need to know that. Time is the matter here. And also, by the way, let's go so back that to means, the So that means, hang on, that means, because cause the, the, the order, the first order, only really took over about a year ago, that means he was a criminal under the New Republic, the good guys. Oh. So, but also... Was it around, when was it in the film that all of a sudden they realised that the uh, Emperor's First Order was going to launch in precisely 16 hours? <laughs> that, that was, when was that? I mean, it, I was, don't it was a bit later in the move. Yeah, but it's like, oh, 16 hours. How, how, how would you know this? I don't, I don't know. Because bearing in mind, I know we, I could skip forward here. This is on a planet which is pretty much undiscoverable and only has two navigation beacons two wayfinders two uh, we'll get, we'll get the, to them as well in a bit entire uh, galaxy but so where, where are we so yeah anyway so they they encounter obviously he knows this person but there's a bit of history there so they have to have a little a little tussle before uh ray ends up beating her uh into sort of submission and she goes Oh, I like you. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. Right, but they just had a fight and they go, oh, you know what, mate? You're my best friend. You yeah, are. Exactly. So then they go off and they figure out there's there's this little creature, something Frick, I think his name was. Uh, and they they work out that he can reset 3PO. So it gets a little emotional scene where 3PO, they go, what are you doing, 3PO? <laughs> he goes, I'm looking at the last time my friends thought there's not one there. None of these people are your friends, ever. Now, can They've- I just cover a bit about C-3PO in this film? C-3PO is a background character, and I think they tried to build some emotion to him by having him have so much dialogue. He was always chattering away in the background yeah. scenes. <laughs> so you're trying to be forced to go, oh, no, I don't- please. I don't know if that was the writers, you know, or just Anthony Daniels, because he's a bit up himself, that actor. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and then some of the, I don't know what they've done, but some of the, uh, what there was a couple of scenes where C-3PO is actually running. I don't know if you noticed that, but he was actually running. And you could actually see, and I think they must have actually just done a um, like a half shot where they just shot the legs. Because it's just like, oh God, you're, this has been a robot that for years and years and years can only shuffle. That's and it. now he's, like, you know, he's Usain bolting all over the place. So... <laughs> Right, so they, they, they now they shut down CPO three PO. They they say it's going to wipe his memory. He'll be like reset from to factory settings. He's like an iPhone. So so they do that, and uh, but they oh, boot him up. Pl- and don't they, forget the plot point. 
Don't, What's that? Oh, can we not restore his memory from R2-D2? No, because as you know, R2-D2's memory banks are notoriously dodgy. <laughs> yeah, he what? managed to carry a message from Princess Leia pretty damn well for a while. Well, and since when does R2-D2 back up C-3PO? They well, it's funny you should say that. Funny you should say that. But anyway, we'll come to that as well in a little while. But... <laughs> So anyway, so they so Fipio translates the writings on the dagger, which apparently tells them to go to one of the moons of en, uh, of Endor. Um, so now they off to another adventure. Yeah, let's go here now because uh, we need to. But suddenly you can't escape from this planet they're on because it's on lockdown from the first order. Fortunately, she has a she has um, a, a token because they now find out that Chewie oh. is alive because Ray senses him on the ship above up in the sky. So now they've got to get onto the ship <laughs> because, there's, sorry, there's, sorry. There's, I just, I just realized I've missed the whole bit out. When Chewie was captured, he had the dagger, which they were finding that had oh, the information yes, yeah. on it. So it's, it's a, bearing in, then like to get this coin. This is from a woman who Poe had betrayed. She's just had a kicked her ass kicked by Ray. I know she's going, Oh, by the way, I've got this token here that'll get you onto any ship. That's they it. won't scan you, ask for an ID like they did in episode four. Just rock up. That's it. It's an, another MacGuffin that they've now got, so they can now, a MacGuffin that allows them to get onto the ship. So they all get on board and they fly towards this Star Destroyer and they dock and they dock. And now, if you remember from The New Hope, episode four, when they got. When they got tractor beamed onto the Death Star, they hid under the floor panels and they were all very surreptitious uh, and they, yeah. they scooted around the place because they didn't want to get observed by the thousands of stormtroopers that were probably patrolling the place and all this. How do they do it in the new new Star Wars? They just run down the ramp shooting. <laughs> now, this is on a massive starship, which has probably got, oh, I don't know, a couple of hundred thousand stormtroopers. Yeah, and, and I think there's only about half a windows. dozen. Yeah, but and viewing windows around it and everything and anyway, so they split up. The two, uh, Poe, Poe, Poe and Finn go and try and rescue Chewbacca, and, and uh, Ray goes and tries to find the dagger and his bowcaster and, and all the other stuff. So then they split up. Um, they eventually find Chewie. They set off an alarm. They're trying to escape. Meanwhile, Ray is 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 like looking at the 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 old Darth Vader helmet. And hearing the breathing for some reason, although that's probably just atmosphere. Uh, she collects the dagger and everything. Then Kylo again decides to do another Skype call <laughs> from the planet below. And he goes, where are you? I, I can't mean, how see. How does it. he know that she's not in the shower? I don't know. Perhaps you know, he's hoping she is. She could have been out in a poo in like, oh, sorry, love. It's weird. But anyway, so they, now they have a fight. Now they have a, a, a duel via Skype. And he, he can't work. He doesn't know where she is. He can't see. But they're having this dialogue of, where are you? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so as it turns out, as they're having this big ruck, they accidentally knock over the the, the the little statue thing that's holding Darth Vader's helmet. He sees it because it somehow materializes right in front of him. He goes, I know where you are. He's hang on, you're on my ship. <laughs> but <laughs> I know where you are. But, and then he goes off. We assume he goes off. He doesn't probably pick up this thing that he's ch cherished for God knows how long. Anyway, so he goes, he starts going back to the ship. You have this, they're trying to escape the ship. They're making so much noise. They're blowing everyone away. Nothing's stopping them. They all get back onto the, the landing bay. Kylo lands. 
they have to do this whole thing where they have to escape again. Kyla saying, "I've got you now." Uh, whatever. Uh, then uh, Ray's and this point, and at this point, Ray, they're on the landing deck. I can't. You know what? I, I I'm trying. I wish I could remember as much as you, but I think I've sort of emotionally erased it from my head. The Falcon comes up from the from underneath. Ray is on the ledge. They're having a big old push competition again. <laughs> now, and for some reason, on this particular starship. It's quite blowy outside. Hmm. Now, I space. don't know about space. Has space. Got, well, I don't think they're in space. They're in the upper atmosphere because they could see it from the ground, couldn't they? So, Yeah, but uh, it's one of those things where you could just make a noise and go... Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Then, it's, it's, it's not that important. She, does a, she dives across anyway from the landing bay onto the Falcon. They fly away. No one chases them. No one shoots it out of the sky. Don't worry about these things. They're not important. <laughs> because he's hyperspace away straight away, which is the whole point of why you shouldn't be able to do that, because it doesn't make it very interesting if that's what you can do. Um, Anyway, so they work out. Now they've got the knife back. Now CPO can translate it. They work out that they've got to go to this moon on Endor, where they finally go there, uh, and they discover the remains of the second Death Star. (laughs) Remains of the second Death Star, even the the one that got totally obliterated, is laying in the sea. Um, They get introduced to this... Uh, posse of uh, freedom fighters or something that used to be ex-stormtroopers who also broke their training and who who I don't know what they were doing on that planet. It was just another character to introduce. So Finn has got now someone to bond with because she because this lady is also like I say a stormtrooper that's broken her 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 uh, hypnosis or whatever it was they were using to to hold power. Over ra- that was getting a bit rampant, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, first of all, <laughs> you've got Finn. Oh no, I'm not happy about this. So, so then, then it's it's like you know, the, the, considering they're supposed to be brainwashed, they certainly like breaking their ranks, and it wasn't just um. Oh no, the, the, the platoon was later on, wasn't it? That was mm. that was uh, another so th- uh, an, another point of exasperation. So then we come to the one of the like if my eyes rolled so hard, you could not, I could not comprehend it. So they're standing on the edge of a cliff. Looking at the destroyed um, Death Star, which again is oh. in the trailer. Oh uh, God! No. And then sorry. what happens is they work out, just like Goonies. <laughs> she uses the dagger, and if you, if you, if you, if she lines up the dagger <laughs> with the wreckage of of the star, uh, the, the Death Star in the background. This little thing comes this? out the bottom of the dagger that acts as a pointer. So if you line if you line up from the horizon with the dagger in your eyes, this little pointer points to exactly where the Pathfinder is. How would they know this ever? It's like one of those shadow puzzles on, like you know, on the um, on the App Store and stuff. You know, we had to rotate an object yes. to make it look something. So you just stood there and you think, oh yeah, know what? So <laughs> that particular bit, and you know what it looks like. It looks like a blown-up Death Star that's fallen from the sky. <laughs> How would you know? You know what, Carl? I'm going to design a po- I'm going to design a dagger. You know what? I'm but- going to take a punt and design it so it perfectly fits the contour of a Death Star but- that would always be moving, never in the same rotation, quite possibly. And that's going to give me the way. But how would you, I, there's no clue of how she knows where to stand to make this thing line up. 
because they just landed there. Because, well, they didn't land. They crash-landed there because their their landing supports have been knackered. So they just crash-land there, and it just happens to be the one spot in the entire galaxy that this knife lines up with the Death Star. Oh, God, and this God. little thing it's comes canon. out. Don't realise it's canon. But the thing is, as well, even though this thing comes out the bottom and points and says it's there, well, what does that mean? Because it's not 2D, is it? It's 3D. So it might be there, but whereabouts? And on that line, <laughs> yeah, and oh, and then this brings me up. This speeds us along to yet another new character. So now we're in. I think we're into the two thirds of the film, and now we have another character. Mm-hmm. And guess what? She's also broken. No, was she? In the, uh, yes, she was. Yeah, she was, she was also stormtrooper. a stormtrooper, mm-hmm. and she also broke free from the regime. And she just happens to ride horses, and she just happens to be an expert combat person, and she also happens to be pretty good with a boat. Now, Ray <laughs> is on the edge of a cliff. There are hundred foot waves yep. crashing down. The experienced boat person who's lived on this planet probably for many, many years says, we haven't got many boats. Let's try again later. But no, Ray. Now let's go back to when we first met Ray. On a desert planet. On a desert planet with never a sign of water. We've now been to a couple of desert planets with never a sign of a water. But this isn't a problem for Ray, as all of a sudden, she's an expert sailor. It's a frigging expert sailor. Exactly. And, and she's come from a sun planet. She scoots along. She scoots over the water like it's nothing. 100-foot waves. A yeah. nautical goddess. A no, the, blimey, Ellen MacArthur must be going, well, bloody hell, I've been doing this all wrong. So she, she gets into the Death Star. She gets into the Death Star, she makes her way through, but some, somehow power's still running through this darn thing. Uh, she comes into the Emperor's throne room, which we saw from the Return of the Jedi. Nostalgia. Uh, nostalgia, they play the music, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes, the Imperial March, great. Um, and a, a little side door opens up, she goes through, and there is the thing. She, we've been The MacGuffin that we've all been searching for, the second Pathfinder uh, that... The, kylo found the first one in the opening scene so she picks it up and she's got it and now kylo's there suddenly he's followed oh no 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 we have to do a flashback here to empire strikes back just like when dark rain yes just like so again no this is supposed to be a new film yet once again Borrowing from Empire Strikes Back when Luke was having his training and he went into that cave, which nobody quite knows why. Ray is now in this room and she meets Dark Ray, who's in a robe. There's a small hint. And then she does the thing with the double lightsaber where it comes out like a Sith Lord. Yep. That was okay. I thought that was okay. They build up this tension. <laughs> and then right near Done. the end of the scene, Ray, Dark Ray, hisses at Good Ray. They did something to her teeth to make her it look was, like a snake. It was basically was it. it was basically what they did in Hobbit when he asked for his ring back. When yes, that's there. right, yeah. And you're thinking, well, okay, so she's just hissed and she's had her teeth CGI'd. Mm. And she just walks out of the room and we've got Kylo, Kylo back. Kylo there. 
And because because she stumbles out of the room, I think she drops the Pathfinder. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Kylo says, "Well, the only way you're getting there is you're coming with me, because he's got to take her back. To, he's got to take her oh, back to the end." And this was another reference so, to "Take my hand, take yeah. my hand." So he, he's he, been he's more desperate to hold a woman's hand than I have been in the last four years of being single. So. So he crushes the Pathfinder. All this, this bloody MacGuffin that we've been searching for this entire film, he crushes it. And that's that. It's done. It's done. It's over. So, so we had a, a so we so bear we have another fight. several planets to find a thing, to find a thing, only for Kyla to say, you're coming with me, dead or alive. <laughs> and that's it. So, so, oh my God, I can't. So they find, right. So they have another fight again. The fight ends up with them somehow on back on the service surface of the Death Star. Waves are crashing all over it. So it's a spectacular looking little scene, uh, set piece, and it's great. And they have another fight again. And you're thinking, well, what's the point? It doesn't matter. Exactly. She's beat him. She's beat him twice without even knowing what she was because doing. Because lightsabers, Carl. Lightsabers. Yeah. We need to see lightsabers. And then True. we need to know, and then we need to be reminded for the, let's say, the second time in a row. So bearing in mind, Ray has jumped off a starship onto the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> we now need to see even more jumping because she's also jumped over a TIE fighter. Now so- she's jumping over tidal waves. So, because so, we've got it, we've got to be, you know, just in case, guys, we gave you a training scene like you all wanted. Now, let us show you what she can do. Ram it down your throat. So they're having a big ruck, of course. And oh my God, this time, Kylo's finally going to win. It's, it's amazing. He's actually going to win. Uh, meanwhile, oh, uh, Finn yeah. has showed up with his new best friend, uh, and, and Ray force pushes him back. Uh, oh, and by the way, they this is over the sea. That was apparently way, way, way too rough to get across. But now I this, was back, it, yeah, but plot device now. So so he he gets pushed back, you know, like total like no, get out of here. Does she doesn't even check that he's okay, he just pushes him. Bear in mind they're on this big thing over the ocean, um, which is really struggling with waves and stuff. Anyway, so they have a fight, Kylo gets the better. Meanwhile, Leia uh mo- mo- Many, many, many galaxies away, feels that Ray's in trouble because of her son, uh, and she reaches out. She 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 calls to Ray, uh, calls to Kylo, which makes him become distracted, and then Ray takes the advantage, picks up his lightsaber, and stabs him with it. And you and, think, and that's and that. that. That's that. Th- that. No, let's. That wasn't too bad, apart from the fact I still can't wrap my head around princess leia all of a sudden via one small montage was a jedi training Mm -hmm. and she gave up i can't remember if this is later on in the film we find out about this i think it was actually wasn't it it was later on in the film we find out leia had been training so this whole thing about her being able to reach out was again like mary poppins leia from the previous film where She's on the bridge. The bridge gets blown up. But don't worry. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chiru. Mary Poppins Leia can survive in space. That's what I'm saying. The force has become a nonsense. Anyway. so And it made no sense to kill off Kylo at this point. Because well, they don't. That's the point. So he's lying there, gutted, like going, uh, uh, uh. Now, bear in mind that although he might have been Leia's son and, and, and Han Solo's son, he's still done war atrocities 
right? He's still a yeah, really, you know, really he, bad person. Genocide exactly. would be quite a light word. I'm exactly. sure Hitler's going, so, blind, but, I don't know about that. But for some reason, she decides to heal him because he's obviously not that bad, even though he's like worse than Hitler. Uh, he's not that bad because he looks kind of cute, I suppose, from her point of view. So she heals him. So she uses some more of her life force to heal him up. And then he sort of looks at himself and realises, oh, now, I've been a bad we, man. We need to put a put, put a, a little reminder here. Ray has just force healed a guy who was pretty much dead. Now, that is very important for coming up near the end of the film. <laughs> so because what... Oh, yeah. So, okay, let, let, let's let's carry on. So we, we've had this moment of the music has died. The music has come down. He's died. Oh, no, he's not. Okay. So this is now the second time that death has been absolutely pigging pointless. Now, so she heals him, and then she just leaves him there. She, get, he, she gets on his TIE fire and flies away. Uh, Meanwhile, like the- that means she's left Finn at the mercy of Kylo, as far as she's concerned, because she knows no better. She doesn't know he's had a change of heart at this point, I don't think. Unless there was like some... Are we talking I about feel... Star Wars or Twilight? Well, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. So she flies away. Somehow Finn must get off that thing. Somehow Kylo must get off that thing, but not before he has a memory flashback to Han Solo coming and visiting him. Not as a false ghost, because... He's not a Jedi. He's just there for some apparent reason as, as a, a gratuitous cameo. And he now says, that was, that was a surprise. I sort of semi enjoyed that moment. Cause like, Oh, something that I haven't heard about and been spoiled about. Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed that bit until I thought back to before the film. Now, remember when I said I was in the cinema and they had this nice little featurette showing, um, Characters past and present. And one of those characters who had quite an in-depth interview was Harrison Ford. So they sort of, <laughs> again, they'd even given a spoiler of him appearing in the film before the even film had bloody started. So so now they all go off, right? Because uh, now this is where I get a bit lost in the plot because I've only seen this film once. So it's really hard to try, keep straight in my head. I think... She's had enough of this now, right? So, so Kylo, after he sees his dad, Han Solo, he throws his saber away, and it's obvious he's a good guy. We're all meant to believe now, right? Meanwhile, uh, Ray gets in the Tie Fighter, flows back to, uh, is it Arc 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 Two? Is it the the place? Yeah, where this they is were... the Tie Fighter that's got the wayfinder in it. Yeah, so this, now... which is also the Tie Fighter, which, if you remember, was also cut down many many scenes ago. Mm-hmm. And yet the Wayfinder, which could be crushed with one hand, survived the crash. But anyway, plot points. <laughs> but anyway, so she now climbs back. She goes back to Arc 2 because she's going she's gonna to do the same thing. She's going to denounce the Jedi and all of this. It's, it's all bad. Everything's gone wrong. So she's going to have a little hissy fit. So she burns Kylo's TIE fighter. And, and she's looking at the, her lightsaber and looks with disgust. And this is another moment where it's just like a big F you to Ryan as far as I was concerned. She oh, this throws, was good. I, I really did enjoy this bit. She throws the lightsaber also into the fire when Luke's ghost appears and catches it and said, you know, so this should... She throws away the lightsaber. <laughs> no, this should I, be treated with more respect. Oh, that's right. And that, I thought, was brilliant. I enjoyed that moment because we didn't get to see old, bitter, jaded Luke Skywalker. We got to see the the guy that we grew up with, you know, full of hope, wondering, optimism, that little bit of cheek, that little bit of sass. And I thought, why have they not used 
Luke Moore, especially so, in this way, because this is what this film needed, was a, a member of the original law just to carry it enough. He didn't have to kill him off. He could have just been there in some other capacity. But this, I think, was one of the one moment I thought, I can breathe now a little bit. <laughs> so so he sits down to have a, a tete-a-tete with Ray as the force goes. Now, at this point, where after their last encounter with her last encounter with Kylo, he informed her that Palpatine is her grandfather, you know, and the reason her parents were no ones is because he, she'd been, they were trying to protect her from Palpatine by leaving her with that big, horrible monster on Jakku, who obviously mistreated her. But that was saving her at the same time. Anyway, forget about wasn't that. Her, Gloss didn't over her that. parents weren't her parents part of the first order and worked with Palpatine. Probably. We I don't. think I remember that plot. So, oh, we were working for this bad dude, but then went, oh, he's a bit too shifty for us. <laughs> it's a bit, our, fa- our father's a bit too shifty. We need to come away. <laughs> anyway, so she has a. She goes, it's, it's pointless. Like, why did you train me? Because because I knew you was a Palpatine. Palpatine. So you know, everyone Leia, Leia knew that you were, but she trained you anyway. Oh, bloody hell! So he talks her into nothing from creating Darth Vader, rightio. It, so he talks her into having to go and and face the emperor that's all she that's her destiny you know whatever so so she gets so how she's just burnt the tie fire so how could she do it well turns out force ghost luke raises his tie fire from the waters that we all mm. thought was going to happen in the last jedi but didn't because they showed it so he raises the tie fighter that's probably been under uh, the x-wing you got me doing oh, it now yeah, no you got yes no, this no. We let's. This is the second time, by the way, that they're in this film. There. So remember, we were talking not so long ago about the sand pit and finding the starship. That starship had been on the planet for about thirty years. This X-wing had been in the water for about the same time. And yeah, oh, look at that! Press the button and it works. It works perfectly. Bill if it was a Massey Ferguson tractor from nineteen thirty, I could well believe it. Not a bloody. Uh, X-Wing. <laughs> so I get it out. I get it out of the water. She uses it to start to fly back to the planet where the Emperor is now. So she's flying back. Now, meanwhile, the other the other heroes are trying to work out where on earth the Emperor is. Uh, and as they're all doing it, as they're, I can't remember for the life of me how they worked out to be in this general area. But they detect... Um, was they it, detect- the signal? It, was, it was a signal of the, uh, the X-Wing, I think it was. Yeah. So they detect the X-wing. So the X-wing's coming back, and and they're all together, uh, and and like they find out that Leia died when she was trying to distract Kylo. So they're all together. They can't work out like, how do they get back to the how do they get back to Palpatine because they've lost the Pathfinder. Turns oh. out back in the back when it was under the dealing with the sandworm and everything, they discovered a little droid or on the ship. They discovered a little droid that belonged to the person who had the dagger, and in his memory is is the the way to get to the emperor so they download that things meanwhile also back at the base r2d2 reinstalls c3po's memory so that no longer partially counts. partially, partially. okay it. from the last time you saw him um so now they've got a, a way to get there so they come up with a plan they're going to try and attack 
the they're going to hold off. They're going to let Ray go in first, and the rest of them are going to hold back. Meanwhile, Lando is going to try and get everybody to come because they know there's a massive force of star destroyers in there. Ah, uh, right. Hang on, I've got to interject here. Number one. The amount of scenes that were obviously shot on the same day, for example, there was a like the opening scenes on the planet, and then the scenes where everyone discovers that Leia's dead, and then the final celebration scene. They were all obviously done one after another. One yeah. after another. Princess Leia has passed away. You've got Poe going. Who's going to lead the resistance now? <clears throat> Lando. <clears throat> Experienced general, what you know, did a rebellion. There's Lando, and they're going, Well, who can lead? Who can lead everyone now? Old Lando doesn't get a nod, does he? Yeah, he does. They're excited because he comes in and he says, You need to do it. We didn't know what we were doing. You need to take yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. He's not sort of like volunteer. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll work with you. Well, you he's know a bit what old now. So, yeah, but yeah. he can still be an advisor, can't he? True. I mean, true. But anyway, but they, they give it a pose. So he's the new general and he shares it with Finn because he's a general as well, which I thought was a nice little thing. They say, general, general. Um, so they, they uh, now they got their plan. Ray goes off to try and find the emperor. The other guys are hanging around because they got to figure out a way to get through. Um, turns out, I can't remember how this came to be, but somehow Ray has something that allows her to scoot through that weird red thing that is meant to be really hard. I think I think they all do it actually, don't they? Because they get it, that's it, they get the map from that little droid thing. Um so they all end up on the planet. Uh they see tons of star destroyers everywhere. Um so they start oh, attacking. No, no, no. Hang on, we've 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 missed a bit here. They they get through. Uh no, hang on. when did Palps raise his armada? At the start. Oh yeah, that's right, because oh that's it. The whole conjuring of the starships. That's it. Exactly. Who no Again, I just want to point out something. Rise, rise. Bread rises. <laughs> the sun rises. Starships rise from underneath the sea where they were conjured or ice on this planet. And then we hear the line, they can't get anywhere. I don't know if it's now because <laughs> they, they can't, can't know the way up. <laughs> Even though they've, they've come just up. just quite blatantly gone up. <laughs> Exactly. And it was an actual line. And what? I'm thinking, somebody wrote this and said, Yo, you know what, boys, we're in a bit of a pickle here. They don't know what way is up until they turn on that beacon. Uh, now, are we, are we it's not down. <laughs> yeah. Now, are we at the point with the beacon? If you... Yes, because, so that's right, the so plan. We, we have a thousand um, Star Destroyers, a plethora. Now, bearing in mind, like technologically superior, apart from one small thing... They've only got one navigation beacon. And the shields don't work until they're out of the atmosphere for some reason. Yeah, one navigational beacon. I don't know. I would pretty much be thinking, oh, single point of failure. That's never caught us out before. <laughs> That's British planning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so, so, so the main fleet, uh, that they've got the little ragtag fleet that they've got. They start attacking the Star Destroyers. Meanwhile, Ray goes down and lands and goes to try and seek out the Emperor. So this is where we now get the big fight. And now there's quite a lot going on here because it's the ragtag. Um, oh, what's that thing of Battlestar uh, Galactica? The old series, a ragtag rebellion. Basically. They're having their asses whooped. Yes, and they should. And there's a, a shot where. 
Poe is having a bit of a breakdown because uh, not everything's going his way. This should have been exactly like Empire, where Luke and Darth are looking out the window. You can see they're getting slaughtered. Because so much had gone on, because it had been so fast-paced, I was emotionally dead. At this point, it did not hit me one iota. It was, it was almost like, oh my god, we are being destroyed. It's like Amdram. It was a, a scene where it should have meant something, but because it was so short and concise, there was no emotion connection there for me. And I think we're ramping up to so another thing that I my dander has been raised for a couple of weeks. So then we get the confrontation. Ray meets her grandfather. And, you know, the dialogue goes on, oh, you must kill me and I can take your body and, and God knows what else. Uh, while this is going on, somehow Kylo has got there. I, I'm, I'm not even sure Without how. Without the Wayfinder, exactly. Right. Without the Wayfinder that he killed many, many people for. Without his TIE Fighter, which I assume would have a backup. But let's face it, if you've only got one navigation well, point, does, backups aren't necessary. It does show a TIE Fighter, and, he, and then it just shows him closer. So you just see, oh, I guess that was his, I, I, I suppose. And, but. and as per the rules of Star Wars, you have to park at least it. three miles away to so get then, a long shot from walking <laughs> exactly. to it. So then he, he starts making his way in. Mind you... <laughs> As as things are kicking off in the throne room with with Palpy and Ray, uh, he encounters his his knights of of Ren. Ah, uh, oh, yes, now we because now he's a goodie. Them. They had no real role in this thing apart from searching Nothing. for people. Uh, they now, catch is- Chewie, by the way. Yeah. Now, bear in mind, these have been preceded with the ominous music of these are obviously tough guys. Yep. We never saw them in action no. once. No. So no, but. And also, we've got to pay um, credit here to old Kylo. He's had a bit of a change. He's got a nice jumper on. He's, and he's, he's, he tells a joke. Like, he does a jump, and he lands heavily on something, and he goes, ow. And I thought, oh, humour. I remember that. Anyway. I, I, I liked his jumper. i got to say, I thought the jumper really suited him. It was a nice okay. grey fisherman's jumper. Right. Okay. We're getting a bit off track there with that one. No, but it? this is the thing. But- when you start noticing things like, you know, he's been swathed in all this black, and now he's got a jolly little jumper on, you notice so, these things. So now, right, so now he encounters his Knights of... Knights <laughs> of Ray. What am I talking about? Knights of Ren. Uh, and they detect that he's... Baddie now, I think, because he shot a few people on the way in. Because of the jumper. But th- now he's he's surrounded, and he's only got a blaster, and they've all got swords. So, oh no, what can he do? So anyway, Ray detect- Ray feels that he's there, and she does this thing where she's being beaten, but and he's saying, "Strike me down, strike me down, and I'll be more powerful." But yeah, yeah, because so, Pops believes that she's he's going to inherit her body, that, which and is doing this all spicy. kinds of wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, uh, hello, little but, girl. I want to be in your body. Then you're thinking, no, Palps, wrong thing. But Not, like, you know, you're getting on Jimmy Savile territory here. But like Luke Skywalker with the Emperor, she decided to turn off her lightsaber and put it back behind her. Now, I'm not quite sure how this worked, but she did a false, a false Skype call and it managed to pass her lightsaber from her to Kylo. Many, many... We don't know where he is. He's in the same complex, but we don't know exactly where because geography. What does it matter? So, but he now suddenly produces a lightsaber out of his, literally out of his backside. (laughs) Is there any reason why he could not have used any 
of his force powers. No, none whatsoever. He's I mean, just destroyed a starship and he does, many moons ago. He does use his force powers on some of them. And then he oh, starts he, having a ruck. He's a gentle nudge. It's like he, force nudge. He has force a ruck, tap. He, he has a ruck with these people, goes through them like they're, they're nothing, and then he carries on. He carries on running because he's got to save Ray. He's got to save Ray. Even though this is the one character who does, has never needed saving. Every time she's captured, she gets herself out of the problem. Every time she's in some sort of problem, she gets herself out of the problem. But this time, I must save Ray. Anyway, so they have the ruck. Uh, it's all going wrong. It's all going wrong. It's all going like the sh- ships above her are all getting blown up. And it's uh, all no, going uh, uh, wrong. Well, we've skipped a bit here. So Palps has suddenly got the ability to shoot forced lightning. No, nope, that's not that. That's not yet. Oh, oh no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> as much as it comes in a little while, I think. Uh, yeah, that, that's coming a little. So, so they go in and they're both there. And he goes, oh, you're both here. And then she, he finds her. So his plan was to him to be killed and then, and then he would be able to inherit her body or something. But now, through some weird coincidence, he figures out that if, if he hits them with lightning, the power is transferred to him and he starts to heal. And he goes, oh, oh this, this, was this some, is new. <laughs> this is some clunky dialogue. Exactly. It's like, oh, force, I can restore my life force, something that's not been seen for many, many generations <laughs> of Jedi. Hang on, Palps, you've been around for years and years and years. I thought this wouldn't come as a surprise to you that this would happen. So, so, he, so he starts sapping them of their energy or life force or force force. Just whatever. like this film after two and a bit hours by name. And he gets, he gets younger. As, as this goes on and it, and eventually he like he throws them away because they're no longer needed so he throws kylo away he falls down a he falls down a chasm oh my god oh, he's yeah. dead. so we're now mimicking uh return of the jedi when uh palps fell down the big reactor did you notice that the, the yep. thing that he threw off was also blue mm-hmm. so that's uh we're at that point now and i'm oh i've just lost a thread now so let's just recap palps has just kicked their ass Kylo's been thrown over a thing. It's a long um, show. Ray, yeah. Well, we, you, you said to me, what? Well, hang on. Let, let's just get, have a look here. At, oh, 40 minutes ago, you said we got to get us. Yeah. yeah exactly trying, one hour ago, you I'm said. I'm trying to. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, Ray is pretty much dead and out, buried, gone, knackered. She rolls onto her back. I looks up at the star, stars. It's all gone starts wrong. Him, yeah, it's all gone wrong. And then all of a sudden, all of the Jedi that you've no, ever no, no, seen. No, 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 no. So this is the point. This is now the point where we get a little bit of relief because this is the time the fleet turns up. So as she is being defeated, at least up in the heavens, Lando has managed to get thousands of spaceships to come through this weird thing that was a hindrance for everybody else and suddenly this entire fleet starts helping the little band of resistance that was taken on the star destroyers so now you've got thousands upon thousands of ships fighting the star destroyers and And that's all now going on and there had been a little throwaway line by Poe about halfway through the film. Just a little throwaway bit of dialogue. Oh, when we had the last battle, we tried to summon the Galactic, against the Galactic Fleet. So, we sent out a distress call and nobody came. No, so, no. Now they come. <laughs> because they've had a good speech. That's what it was. They've had a good rallying call. So they start winning up in the, up in space, uh, up above the uh, the surface there. So they start taking out star destroyers, and of course Ray's just watching this, and it's it's all going it's going wrong for her. But then. 
the emperor starts to show off his new power that he's now got from these two younglings. And he unleashes from his fingertips his, his blue lightning that starts to blow up or dis- disable all these ships. Now they're starting to lose as well. All is lost as Ray lies on her back and starts to go, are you there? Are you there? Because she's stuck calling for the Jedi now. And she's trying to concentrate and she's focusing and focusing. And we, we zoom out through the battle into space where we start to hear voices of the Jedi. All of the Jedi, as far as I can turn. I, I don't know how many they got in to do these voices, but you can, I, think, oh, I thought I could definitely hear, obviously, Leia and, and, and Luke as well. But I could also, I swear to God, I heard Mace Windu as well and, 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 and Taken himself, I swear. Um, and Obi-Wan. Samuel, Samuel was there as Yoda. well. Yoda, Yoda was there as well, I think. And they also stand up, stand. And I thought, my God, this now you're ripping off Captain Marvel with this stand up, stand up, get up. You seen Captain Marvel? Yeah, I saw Captain Marvel. Oh, so dude, sorry. they're telling her that she's the one, she's the Jedi. They're giving all her power, all their power to her, and she has to take it on. So she slowly, with all the power, gets to her feet, even though it's all been drained out of her. They're giving her her power she gets to her feet and El- emperor's like laughing as he always does ha, 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 ha. and now he does the fatal mistake that he always flipping does he decides to shoot her her with the flipping light things from his fingertips but sh- no she has uh, a lightsaber and she no. doesn't have one she has two two lightsabers <laughs> because and, you know uh, oh, and uh, number oh, there's so much wrong with this scene <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's, so, oh, you know what? I can't walk forward defending myself with one lightsaber, but I can get two. a bit more traction with two. And because, and for some reason, he's generating the, 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 the lightning things from his fingers. Uh, and because she's using two, one only absorbed it, but two forces the lightning back in him. But he's the one generating the light. Just stop oh, generating the lightning. <laughs> Oh my god, it's, it's like, oh, if I touch a fire, it hurts. Ow, I'm going to touch the fire again. Ow, stop punching and yourself. Stop so, punching yourself. So, da, da, da. so we've, but the thing is, we've had this such a big, not a big builder, but such a nice build up. And let's face it, Palpatine was the only decent actor in this. I, you know, his gravitas was something special. He's, uh, and then you to just see him be killed off in a space of 30 seconds, if yes. that. With this very same trick, which happened in um, Return of the Jedi, where he's chucked over the balcony into the nuclear reactor, and he was spouting lightning then. You would have thought that after, well, all his many, many clones, he might have gone, oh, you know what? Let's give this this a bit of a rest. (laughs) It doesn't work. Anyway, so, again, she effectively kills him, which is exactly what he wanted her to do at the start of this encounter but for some reason he just disintegrates and, and melts away uh, but the, the, it takes so much out of her she dies she absolutely dies well, she, she didn't quite the- die the first time she was near death no she no, died she's- it, it takes all the power out of her and yeah, she dies but- when she was doing the battle and looking up at the stars, she was at death. Oh no, she was just really drained. Then that was the point. Yeah. yeah. So now, now, let's let's just recap here. Ray has force healed quite a few people. She brought Kylie back from the brink of death. Um, the 
Oh, we haven't talked about the death on the... We completely missed a bit about the informer. Uh, yeah, don't worry about that. No, okay. She's done quite a lot of this old life healing sort of thing without any effect to her whatsoever. Not even a bit of a, oh, blimey, that's taking it out of me. Need to get a cup of tea. <laughs> now, at this particular point, old Kylo's made it up <laughs> without any of his force strength, apparently, comes over, and this is where we get, I would say... The Disneyfication of Star Wars. And we've completely skipped over the battle with the horses, which I really wanted to talk about. Well, that was going on. This is all going on at the same time. Oh, yeah. So let, let's look. So I, I just need to touch on this very, very quickly. So during the main planet, uh, Finn is leading a raiding party with his new best friend that he met on the planet, which, by the way, we all thought Finn had a missus called Rose Tycho, But that's been blown out of the water because in the very first scene, he goes, keep it up, champ. Gives her a nice hearty friend pat on zone. the back and off he goes. Yeah, <laughs> friend, friend zoned. zoned. It's all right, mate. And, oh, Finn, I only almost took my life here. Cheers, pal. So <laughs> with this new best friend and her best friend's ragtag battalion, they land on a Star Destroyer in atmosphere. Okay, that explained the, you know, I'm pretty sure on an ice planet, it would be fairly bloody brassic. Yeah, none of them are wrapped up for, for this. It's like another day. The plot point here is the cannons are too close to shoot them. Yet in many scenes, you see the cannon shooting at other ships. And then it says, well, the cannons don't want to fire because they don't want to hit their own ships. I'm pretty sure if you can force conjure several thousand ships, you're not going to you know, mind taking a bit of damage. Now, when the, the Empire know that there's a raid going on. Bearing in mind, the ships don't know the way up. However... Do you remember in Star Wars, um, Carl, there's an iconic scene where the Star Destroyer is chasing the Millennium Falcon and Han says, I've got some pretty smooth moves, hold on to your hats, more or less. Yeah. And the, the shot cuts back and you see the Millennium Falcon gently listing from left to right, as if that's some sort of special move. So why not just <laughs> tip the wings of the Star Destroyer? Because they can't move, apparently. They can't go up, even though they are moving. You don't have to go thing. up. You can just I, go, well, I, I don't know where up just is. Just tip, tip it off the side. Uh, just it. Let gravity tip. decide what's yeah. going to happen. And bearing but, in mind, also, I'm not even going to pick up on the fact that these things have no uh, boosters from the ground, so they have to just go in a straight line. But we shan't go into that. But, God so, knows how they wrote. So they're doing Jeez. that. They, they they make it for some reason. Uh, they figure out a way to blow the 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 the, the aerial thing up. Um, meanwhile, they've transferred the the aerial thing back to. Uh, it's, it's there's two aerials and they keep transferring it back to the other. They both end up being destroyed in the end. That's all going on while the fight with Palpy's going on. Meanwhile, Kyle, Kylo's come back. He's got back to where they were fighting. Finds Ray dead. Now he sits down, holds her, and uses his life force to transfer to her, who is dead at this point. She's not wounded. She's dead. She's not right? sleeping. No. So she he transfers her life force, his life force to her, and then eventually she comes back. She's now zombie Ray, okay, apparently. Uh, and they have a little smile. Do they kiss? I can't remember if they kiss. Yeah. They they, kiss. He, so he's got a cradle on her arm. She comes back. Bearing in mind, like you said, you know, the, the, the dude's killed pretty much millions of people, slaughtered yep. his own dad, yep. done some pretty nasty things, mm -hmm. and then there's a bit of tongue action. Yep. So, weird. Uh, yeah, so, so. it's weird, but not only that, it's like, he's, he, then you see old Kylo, or Ben, is his name known, has a bit of a smile, 
and then and dies. Dies. And then you think, well, hang on. If she just gives half of her life force to him, couldn't they yeah, balance out? Selfish. <laughs> anyway. So that goes on. Meanwhile, up in space, the the the, the good guys out, outmaneuver the bad guys, and they start just taking them all down because they've won. They got rid of all the all the the navigation yeah, things. Thousands of star destroyers, and they've defeated by a load of spaceships that have never probably done tactical fighting before start falling out the size like it's January Murphy Tidville and it's raining. Exactly, and and then I don't know. I don't know what I missed here, but then we had flashbacks to Endor and we had flashbacks to Bespin uh, and another place. And and it shows the Star Destroyers crashing. But I'm thinking, well, where are they come from? Because I thought they hadn't gone yet. That was exactly. The that, that, has, that got me as well. It's like one minute they can't leave the atmosphere. The next minute, they're all over the place. So I can only assume there must have been some, yeah. you know, it, it must have been Kylo Star Destroyers. That were getting knackered, so but was, that wouldn't even explain it because they still have shields. Yeah, they were nowhere near this bloody weird. planet. It was a weird thing to do. So I don't know what quite happened there at the end. I've got to admit, like I say, I've only seen it once, so I'm not sure how that ending came to be, where ships far away also got destroyed by the fact. Anyway, so now you get the celebratory thing. They all go back. They all have a, a, a really uh, lacklustre celebration for what they've just done, I think. It's like, hey! To, uh, hang on a sec. Now, one slight issue here. This planet was presently undiscoverable, yeah? You needed a wayfinder to get there. Yep. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of ships from around the galaxy get there absolutely no problem at I all. I said that earlier. <laughs> yeah. But it's worth rephrasing, because <laughs> if you've got to get there, you've also get it, got to get out. Well... And yes, they almost get out, you know, no just problem fly at all. any direction other than that red cloud thing that you have to come through. That would be my bet. Anyway, so they have a very, very lackluster celebration where it's basically just a little bit of hugging. Um, and everything's hunky dory. There's, you know, a few goodbyes, a few friendships. Everyone comes it back, like the, the trilogy. Very weak at this point. The very Trinity. Weak. The Trinity will come together and they will hug and stuff like this, which is nice and whatnot. And then we cut to basically Tatooine, where... Uh, no, I have big issues with this. Well, Tatooine. So so Ray goes back to Tatooine, uh, and she's got Luke and Leia's lightsaber, and she buries them in the middle yeah, of the Yeah, but ground. how did she know where to go? I how don't know. know that Luke is from it? And that, you know, why bury them? Why not just, you know... You don't have to bury the, them. These things should belong in a museum, surely. Yeah, exactly. They should like, be a symbol of hope and freedom, not just guards. Perhaps that's in the sun. perhaps that's Indiana Jones Five. You know, these things belong in a museum. <laughs> oh no, you know what it would be? It would be more quicksand, and it'll go through to a cave, so the next film but, can pick up with them going to visit back, and then the Force Force Awakens or something. <laughs> I I didn't like this scene because I think it was the last thing they could have stolen from the original trilogy, you know, four, five, well, and six. Maybe. The whole thing of, yeah, you, but it was, it, it, it didn't, I honestly felt like it didn't belong and they had no idea what to do. So they loop it right back around to the start. And one of the most famous iconic scenes of Luke Skywalker standing out there looking at the two moons is now Ray. And yeah, the sun, sorry. And then we get the, before that we get this woman coming up saying, "Oh, don't <laughs> get most... me." I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Well, hey, hang on. Why we... was she there? 
Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, maybe you know Luke wasn't born on Tatooine. I don't no. think. No. Yeah, that's where he she buries his and his sister's lightsaber. Yeah. She then whips out another lightsaber. A yellow which one. I don't, yeah, which I don't quite understand why whip out a lightsaber after burying two lightsabers. Because it's her one. It's one of the final things of a Jedi. You build your own lightsaber. Right, okay, well, that was a plot point. So, bloody hell. So, after defeating Palpatine, uh, going, dying, coming back from the dead, flying to the planet, she had time to build her own lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell. Mm-hmm. She really... mm-hmm. But I just didn't like that last thing of, oh, no, sorry, the woman. Hey, up, who are you? My name's Ray. Ray, Ray who? who? Oh, God. It's like James Bond now, isn't it? And it's like Ray Skywalker. No. What the two possible right does she have to take that name? She's not know. a Skywalker. She's a Palpatine. Her parents aren't called Skywalker. No, she's inherited the whole of this it's... history. And she should be. Well, she well, just say, I'm re- Ray. Remember. You don't need Luke Skywalker. You could just say, I'm Ray. Remember. And that word Ray Hang on. should Rem- be. Whoa, 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 stop a minute. It's even worse than that. Because if you remember back to The Force Awakens, it was like Skywalker. You mean that's real? Like, so he might have been famous once, but everyone seems to have forgotten, just like they seem to have forgot what the Force was in a period of about 20 years, and Jedi, for that matter, back then. So, you know, so the Even woman's asked... was around using the bloody Force The everywhere. woman's yeah, asked, a- who are you? And she's gone, Ray. Ray who? Ray Skywalker. And he's sort of like, it's that the, mil- the music builds and it gets that, like, the hero shot, as you say, with the two sons. Meanwhile, the woman must go, who? Hey, hey. <laughs> it's like that scene out of um, uh, Into Darkness, Star Trek Into Darkness. And he goes, my name is Khan. And like the audience is meant to go, ooh. But because at that point, Kirk hadn't met Khan because they hadn't had those adventures in the past. He goes, so what you do <laughs> completely over his head of what the importance of that oh, name he's got, is. You're right, Khan. How are you doing? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, basically. Uh, it's a weird thing. And that's, that's a JJ film as well, strangely enough. So anyway, it ends there. The two ghosts come back. Leia and, and Luke come back. Uh, it's pretty bad CGI, um, unfortunately. Uh, and that's the end of the film. And that's it. Done. I, I don't, and I gotta say, I and think she's with BB-8. BB-8 belongs to Poe. Yeah, and also it's you know it's what she did, what's he doing there? He's done his bit now. That's it. So that's the end of the um, film, and it's and it was it was a film. <laughs> no, exactly. Tell me what, when when the lights came up. What were your first thoughts? Is that is the oh my rolled? god? But the thing is, I, I had two reactions. I had oh my god, and I thought, well, what else could they do? Because they'd written my, themselves into a problem. They had to now write themselves out of. Yeah, there was there were some parts that were quite good, but it was just too much. The I, it's like don't think, don't think, don't it, think. I was yeah, don't think. By the time, I, I was, for example, you watch a Fast and the Furious, you don't think watching that. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a romp. You know what to expect. It's a bit cheesy. It's a bit ridiculous. Uh, uh, stuff. Like, I was exhausted. <laughs> I was absolutely it's, shattered from the onslaught of noise. And I know it sounded like an old man, but, but it was, there was just no space. There's nothing to take in. It's like, well, what about this? What about, don't stop and ask well, questions. Next scene, next scene, next scene. Well, the thing is, perhaps that's what it is. Perhaps that is it now. Perhaps all Star Wars is, is 
a Fast and Furious. It is the Transformers. It is nothing more. It's not one of the greatest sequels, uh, uh, trilogies of films ever created. It's not the one of the most popular franchises ever created. It's just a thing. And it's now subservient to the likes of Marvel Universe and things like this. Because obviously the people who have been running it for the last six years have absolutely no idea of this franchise that they've now got hold of. And there is a small glimmer of hope. There is a, you know, a, there is a hope in this uh, and you that triggered is... a key word there franchise where it, sh- it, it shouldn't have been a franchise it should have been a movie there's a small glimmer of hope because there is the mandalorian which is the most simplistic storytelling on tv on a small screen that there is it's basically like the original star wars it's basically a series of little stories based on big archetype stories so it's like the basic westerns and things like this it's like it's like based on uh the magnificent seven or the seven samurai it's it's like a fistful of dollars it's these basic cowboys the lone gunman uh kind of storylines you know who rides into town and solves a problem and he has a heart of gold even though he starts out as a bit of a bad one um and that's all they needed to be and if you, the, the contrast between if you watch an episode of Mandalorian to The Rise of Skywalker is night and day. One is this phonetic, overpowering experience that just leaves you dulled to what's actually going on in front of you. And the other one is a quiet, meditative, almost in comparison at least, uh, character study of, of this guy who you don't even see his face, but just a nod will give you this his emotion of what he's feeling in that moment. It's astounding. And it's there's a little bit of fan service. Well, it's quite a bit of fan service in Man- Mandalorian. There's a massive amount in Rise of Skywalker. But one does it the right way, and the other one does it abysmally. And it's, and, and it's, it's weird. And I hope, I hope that Disney pays attention. And I don't care about the agenda nonsense that's gone around Star Wars over the last six years. I don't care about any of that. If you think, if you want to attach some sort of nonsense agenda to these films, then fill your boots. Because what what's the point? That's not reality. If you want to waste your time putting an agenda into a film, no one cares. It's a piece of entertainment. It's meant to be entertainment. It's not a political message. It's not that kind of movie. Um, it's crazy to me. And they just need to learn to tell a story they were given or they bought one of the most expansive universes out there with so many possibilities and all they did is recreate the original trilogy they did basically the entire film is like if you look at the original uh, trilogy it's darth vader's redemption it's like he's evil he redeems himself and the same with this one it's kylo redeems himself in the last film and it's it's horrendous i don't I, it's a fantastic piece of uh, um um digital representation of what movies are it looks spectacular it looks stunning it looks so many artists pour their heart and soul into this but the story just wasn't there it just did not gel it un- unless you don't care about storyline unless you don't care about these characters unless you don't care about plot points unless you it doesn't matter that your story makes sense as long as it's showy and flashy and there's lots of bangs and lots of whistles and lots of noises and you're distracted by any of that to actually think for more than a second that none of this makes sense but there you go but that's movies in general i think nowadays it, it's gone bad that we stopped describing things as a movie or indeed a sports team when we started calling it a franchise. <laughs> and I think that, that that 
takes away a lot because the next up in the Avengers franchise is like, no, why does it have to be a franchise? Why be so money? Yeah, but it doesn't. It shouldn't be presented that way. Well, that's that's I, modern I, I, day. I know that's idealistic. It's like the James Bond films. I it's slightly called less of a franchise. I just have this whole hold oh, up is. on it. Like, no, for example, in um, uh, Last Jedi. No, what was the what was the previous film called? What, what okay. Force Awakens. That's it. <laughs> Where it was obvious that they had things introduced purely for marketing. Yeah, well, they've always, uh, it, they always did. They did. I mean, Ewoks are there for marketing back in the old days, though. So. Yeah, but then when you got Chewie having a pet, you're just going, well, that's going to yeah, be the next. Yeah, well, it, that's it was, It's a film where if you had ADHD, you <laughs> might enjoy it. But then if you've got ADHD, you ain't hey, going to sit down for the best part of two and a half hours. If you sat down, if anyone out there is like, and, and you're becoming annoyed with our review of this film, don't be, because it doesn't matter. If you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. It doesn't mean you're any less of a person or any better of a person than anyone else who liked it or didn't like it. That's besides the point. It's an experience. You experienced it. You took whatever you bought to that movie away and enjoyed it. I took away with my history. I didn't enjoy it because because it, it cheats. I don't like it when movies cheat. Anyone can cheat. When I used to do, when we used to do creative writing, you was taught you cannot cheat. If you set up rules, you cannot break them because that's cheating. And it really frustrates me when, when, when movies cheat. And, you know, this is not the first movie or, or, or this is not the first trilogy. It cheats um, in, in, in the writing uh, method. But it's, it's just annoying. And, it's, and, and the problem is if we accept it, if we allow these writers and these directors and whatever to get away with cheating us, then we are only going to end up with much worse movies, with lacking storylines, with with movies that don't challenge us, with with characters that suddenly have 180 degree turns in characterization. Because it doesn't matter. Because it's all about the spectacle. It's not about the story. The story should be paramount in in most films. And it's okay. Transformers. It doesn't matter. Fast and Furious, it doesn't matter. I mean, but most other films, the story should be the most important thing. And if we allow that to be bastardized and cheapened and you can get out of any any situation, oh, look, here's a McMuffin. Here's a Mc, McMuffin. Here's a McGuffin. <laughs> this will save me. I'll just need to use this, blah, 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 blah. That's great. You can use it once or twice, but you can't continuously use it all the time. You can't have a mystical force and, oh, look, oh, yeah, you didn't know this, but this can also do this now because I need it to. That is not good storytelling. Good storytelling is here's a set of rules. We're going to get out. We're going to survive this, but we're not going to break the rules of the universe that we set up and you've agreed to because that's entertainment. Otherwise, all we are is children playing with our action figures when we were six years old. And I don't think there's anything I can say to top that. I completely agree with you. <laughs> well, that's it. Um, that's our first episode. That was a massively that's a long special. episode. Jeez, I, I think even Red Letter Media, they only limited themselves oh, to 70 minutes. Sorry. Bloody hell. So 
don't, this is not how it's usually going to go, listeners. If you if you're still with us, thank you very much, by the way. But uh, we are going to start doing news. The show will normally be about forty five minutes long, unless there's a special reason for it to go longer. Um, I just really wanted to talk about this movie, uh, and I, I, I can't stop talking about it. It's Star Wars is something that's been near and dear to me since I saw it when I was I think seven years old in a cinema in Wood Green. Uh, went there with my parents, with my mum, uh, and my little brother. It was about, I think it was about, where's so I was about three at the time, I think. Um, and it, it, was, it was the movie that changed my life because I'd seen movies up to, I'd seen Captain Nemo and various things like in the cinema, but that was the movie, the first one that was so enraptured me that even at the age of seven, I just sat there and looked at that screen and didn't move. I was absolutely transfixed from the moment it started, that opening crawl and that opening starship coming over the top of the camera to the moment it ended, the excitement of the destruction of the Death Star. I didn't know there was any futures. I didn't know there was going to be any sequels. Well, no one did at that point. It was just a movie that changed my life and, and opened up a whole new possibility of sci-fi to me and, and everything at the age of seven. And, and that's why it frustrates me when I see what this this franchise has been cheapened to and it's 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 terrible but and i just hope now i hope with the mandalorian and the fact that they're taking a break i hope it's going to get better and it'll get back to some kind of normalcy and it will shirk off all this nonsense all this like political nonsense has been attached to it because it doesn't matter it's an entertainment movie it's not meant to be platoon or the killing fields or anything like that it's bloody it's it's light lightsabers and laser and, and laser guns for God's sake. And starships. It's meant to be Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon. It's a serialization of 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 action sci-fi. It's not even true sci-fi. It's action sci-fi, uh, fantasy sci-fi even. And it just needs to be enjoyed. And it yeah, they, doesn't. They, they took a film which potentially could not have been more Disney about the heroine or heroine, you know, rescuing. You know, damsels, damsels in distress. Yep. I know that's a very old thing to say, but you've got the hero, you've got the person who needs rescuing. They managed to take that and completely <laughs> knacker it up. <laughs> completely. Um, just very finally, did the spoilers impact your enjoyment or lack thereof of this film? Did they have any impact on you? Pro- well, you it's hard for me to say. I don't mind spoilers. They don't. I don't. I don't really care. I don't lose any sleep over if I hear a spoiler. I don't care. Because it's how it's the journey to that point that I'm interested in. So I'm saying it's the story. It's not the spectacular spectacle. Well, that's the thing. The story for me about this film is that I was riveted to all the spoilers than I was the actual <laughs> film. That, and that says well, something, you know. So, so that's our review of 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 Rise of Skywalker. Um, like I say, it's an entertaining film, but it's not a Star Wars film, really. Apart from it's got obviously Star Wars imagery in it. Uh, and I just really hope they do better next time. Um, but I'm not, like I say, I, I'm, anyone that worked on this film, they've done a spectacular job. It's an amazing looking film. It's an amazing sounding film. Yep. John Williams, you know, a lot of hooks back to his uh, older work. I'm not too sure about the actual stuff in this film itself. It all seemed a bit... Too uh, much. Yeah. But uh, but no, everyone that worked hard on this film, you can see it, it's all on the screen, but it's just a shame story. Story, story, story. You got to concentrate. You got to get that right. It was close to what it was close to what it could have been and what we wanted. Uh, but I think again, you summed it up. I think JJ, he's not a writer. 
uh, I think he was trying to do his best to sort of salvage. He was trying to make everyone happy rather than making a a good film. And there, I, there were a couple of nice bits in the film, but the thing is, when you come away and all you're going is, actually, now I've had time to think, but what about this? But what about this? Yeah. It's not like, say, for example, Lost, where, let's say, the origin of the smoke monsters never revealed. You sort of get over that. But this, uh, I, I, it's going to be a long time for us to get over it, and we need someone like Ray to give us some life force <laughs> to help us heal. So that's it, all our dear listeners out there. Thank you very much for listening to us this long. We're going to be back on a semi-regular basis now, or hopefully a regular basis. Uh, and we're going to, like I say, not do shows this long ever again, probably. You'll be glad to know. So uh, until we all meet again, my name's Carl. My name's Mark. And we'll see you next time on The Watching Men. Bye. Be seeing you. <laughs>